Welcome, everybody, to episode 15 of the Gym Life Podcast. Uh, Joe and Robbie here to entertain you for another week uh, within this gym life slash lifting community slash fitness community slash move your body community. move your body community. <laughs> That's what we're all about here. Uh, yeah, welcome. Anyhow, episode 15. Man, 15 is crazy. Uh, real quick before we get started, I just want to apologize. If you happen to hear a saw or hammering in the background of this podcast, we're doing some construction in the studio and um, you might hear some of it. we got somebody doing some work right now. So just yeah. I'll try to edit it out, but I can't guarantee I'm going to get it all out. No, it's so. like on episode like six, we had the cackling women somewhere. Do you remember we had, that yeah, we had cackling women and then we had a we had yeah. a. We had a ghost voice on one episode. Do you remember that one? That was the most random thing ever. We're like a work in progress. It's always something. That's what I tell everybody. It's funny when somebody asks about the podcast, I go, listen, listen to like episodes start at six. And then like, you know, if you feel like going back to one, but don't judge us based on like two and three. Um, But we're just, we're trying to get our production better over and over again. That's why we're building a new studio, which we are going to get to. Um, You know, we're just trying to get better and better at it and upgrade our equipment. There's the saw right now. You probably can't hear it, but. Um, so yeah, it's a work in progress, but yeah, yeah. So far so good. Like you said though, uh, judge it as a complete work and not just one yeah, episode yeah, in the beginning. Yeah, complete body work. Be okay. Although episode one was a good episode, just wasn't the best quality. That's right. Yeah. yeah we'll work on it, but uh, we're getting there. So thanks to you all out there for sticking with us all the way to episode 15. Uh, again, thanks for all the follows, likes and shares and all that good stuff. And as I'm always redundant and saying we couldn't do it without you, well, we couldn't do it without you or we could, but it'd be, what would be the point? What would, what would be the point? What would so, be the point? Yeah. yeah. Thanks again. Welcome to episode 15. So, uh, anyhow, how was your weekend? 15, man. That's blowing my mind, but, uh, yeah. dude, this weekend was good. Uh, it was the first weekend in as long as I can remember, I had nothing to do. So I watched the Cardinals get beat up pretty bad by the, the Carolina Panthers on Sunday. You guys uh, had a backup quarterback in there, didn't you? And at one point, our third string. Um, okay. All right. Good excuse. Because our backup got hurt. But yeah. Um, yeah, so I watched that on Sunday. On Saturday, I didn't, didn't do a whole lot of stuff. Just doing some housework. It got cold here and started snowing. And we just kind of hung out. So it was, a good, it was a really good weekend as far as that it, goes. It, it's weird, right? You finally get a weekend where you don't have anything going on. And generally, the weekends we had something going on were always something weight related yep something you know, yeah. some contest or some so we're sort of getting into that off season a bit now yeah which is nice you know we, we got a question about that later that we're gonna we're gonna share as a part of this podcast but yeah the off season does leave a little bit extra time on the table to take care of a few things and i know we've got some ideas that we're doing for the podcast but just life in general uh it definitely frees it up a bit so yeah we're uh, excited to to be in the off season a little bit my wife and i are Excited just to slow down for a minute, yeah. and but of course our slowdown is is probably not the same as everyone else's slowdown. Like we we did have a pretty low key Saturday, but about midday we were both like, we should be doing something. What are we doing? Yeah, that, that's a problem. <laughs> when you're used to moving around all the time, and all of a sudden you you don't, you're like, okay, I'm, I'm feeling pretty guilty. I feel now. pretty yeah. lazy. Yeah. yeah, I've had my pizza today. I've already kicked myself in the you know kicked my feet up to watch football for half the day. Yeah. Now what? Now yeah, what? I just did a lot of research. I did a lot of research this weekend. So. Well, you know, it's interesting uh, living in Michigan. You know, things start cooling down a little bit. We had a little snow this weekend, which is crazy. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, but I love this time of year in the Midwest. You know, the the Christmas season is a fun season, and I know some people are either here with it or they're not kind yeah. of thing. I love it yeah. personally. You know, I love the kind of the whole sort of atmosphere of Christmas. Yeah. And, and what you know, when the snow starts flying, it always makes it that much better. You're just never prepared for that first snow. Yeah. And generally, when that first snow gets here, you always get this damn head cold, like I have right now, to yeah. kind of remind you you're coming into this season that's yeah. going to be 
yeah, not comfortable. Uh, so <laughs> I used to love yeah. Christmas, but until I moved to the Midwest, because now Christmas signifies cold, and yeah. I hate the cold. I was born in California, grew up in Arizona. Yeah. I hate yeah. the cold. I've lived in the Midwest for a long time now. I still hate. I don't think the cold. you ever get acclimated to it if you're somebody who is from the West or the Southwest. Yeah, or, yeah it's just it's, yeah, it's a cold South. I don't like. Yeah. But with that being said, I also do like the first snow. It does. I do love people's reaction. Like my wife, she she was pulling up the the weather report on like you know third. Thursday and she's like it's gonna fucking snow on Sunday I go you were born in Michigan it always right. fucking snows why is everybody always surprised that it's gonna snow in November I, and December yeah <laughs> a part of us are just yeah how long do you really we, we only want that snow like the week before Christmas you want it like the Christmas week after Eve Christmas. and then yeah. you want a little after Christmas they say it's gonna be a crazy winter up here this year of course they say that for the last every seven year, years every and year. there's and no snow but, yeah. but today's opening day deer season in Michigan and I, we talked about that last podcast that it was coming up that's why I'm wearing my camouflage shirt oh. today in honor of all my friends that are out in the woods right now and I will be the whole week, so by the time this gets dropped, maybe they can listen to it in their deer blinds. But, uh, yeah, to shout out to all those guys. So they're out there having fun right now, eating beef jerky and drinking beers and, you know, not showering for a week yeah. and, you know, deer hunting and all that good stuff at deer camp. I got invited I up love. to deer camp Did this you? year. Yeah. yeah. So my my wife's family has a huge deer camp, and I, I suppose this is probably a normal Michigan thing, but it's like second and third cousins go to the oh, yeah. same yeah. place yeah. and, like, they they it's it's planned out way ahead of time like they have like their their big feed night usually somebody brings up steaks they have a fish and chips night somebody like yeah, they have man. they have this whole thing planned out yeah. and they're like man if you want to come and i was like dude i'd be bored out of my mind no, like listen, i don't listen, hunt i don't can't turn down that in i turned down i turned it down oh, uh man. well number it's one um uh, first of all it's my wife's birthday opening day of deer season okay. is right. my wife's birthday enough, every single year yeah. so i've been turning it down for a lot of years this year she's going she's actually going to do something on her birthday with her mom so i told her i said well i'm going to fucking deer camp then and then i was like man I, i'm not going to Camp. <laughs> you know, it, 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 that's it's nice when you're invited to that. Don't just remember you don't have to be a deer hunter to appreciate. You know, I deer camp. I used to hunt. I used to hunt. I used to. I used to hunt. It's just it bores me. I have ADD, super bad. Um, I'm not a big drinker, so like I just I just couldn't imagine what I'd be doing out in the woods in the cold when I could be in my house in the heater. Well, I don't relax very yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, I can tell you there, there's a lot of guys that love that deer. And I did too, man. I did it for years and I'm going to get back into it next year. I just can't walk around with this hip out in the woods right now. And of course, we're going to talk about my hip again, but yeah, anyhow, right. hip replacement in January. So next year I'll be ready to go. I got some guys that are all saying, Hey, let's get together and rehash this deer camp thing. And I can't wait to do it. So yeah. shout out to you, deer hunters. Good luck to you today and this week. And I, I'll gladly eat meat. If you shoot it, we yeah, yeah, we'll have it. to get some. We'll, yeah. we'll, I'll find a way to get us some. But uh, yeah, so anyhow, opening day uh, camel shirt. I'm wearing it in, in uh, you know in honor of all those guys. Um, and then of course, uh, big things this weekend. Um, we always go back to the weekend on the first uh, on the podcast. Uh, you know, kind of thinking of what we saw, and it was a pretty big, uh, pretty big weekend for strongman. Yeah, we had a yeah. lot of we actually had a lot of stuff going on um, for for an off season. Uh, I guess OSG is probably the the cutoff of the official strongman season. Probably, I think I you're feel right. Yeah. After that, things yeah. really start to slow down for those guys. But yeah, OSG this weekend, Daytona Beach. Um, a lot of people we knew were down there and competed. Um, a lot of them did really, really well. And I believe it was live streamed. I saw some of it. I didn't watch a whole lot of it, to be honest with you, because like I said, it was just a lazy weekend. But um, I caught some of the results from our the people that we follow and friends of the show. So, um, yeah, big weekend for those guys. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right. I think the OSG World 
uh, event that they had, well, which is down in Daytona the, over the weekend was kind of, yeah, the end of the season, right? Yeah. Now we see a lot of uh, these charity kind of events that are coming our way now for Strongman mm -hmm. and Toys for Tots and, and yeah, all we these different Christmas things. Yeah, we got a Christmas one up here. Yeah, yeah, up. yeah. So that's yeah. going to be always fun to be a part of that. And it's a little more less uh, intense, I think. Guys are just going out and girls are going to go out just to have fun and throw weight around and, yeah. and try to, you know, wish in the spirit of the season kind of thing. But uh, OSG, man, what a crazy event that was this weekend. And when I say crazy, I mean, you're just, you know, we, we take it for granted because I think as strongmen, um, strongmen fans or the fans of the sport, you know, we always think of world's strongest man as kind of the event of the mm -hmm. year, right? And may, arguably it may be. It is if you're a super heavyweight. If you're a super heavyweight. Yep. But when you really are a fan of the sport, this event, I think, is bigger than that. Sure. Why not? Why not? Right. You got the best athletes in the world period. down at Daytona Beach. Period. period. Yeah. yeah. I, at least in the strongman. We can't. We can go CrossFit yeah. strongman later, but right. the best athletes in the strongman game are we're down at Daytona Beach this weekend. Yeah, it is so true. And, and to see all these weight classes compete and all these people that earn the right to be there, you know, uh, through and and I'm not exactly a hundred percent sure. I think ten, the top ten uh, from the year prior, are always invited back. Right, which I don't know. There was a year prior to COVID. I think. Right, so maybe it was a little bit different this year. Yeah, I think I think it went back to the year before. But during COVID, when we had Nick here in an interview, he, that's how he qualified. He did the 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 video qualifier. It was yeah. a worldwide yeah. video qualifier. Yeah, um, which they, which they they did have right. Yeah, that that was that was for this. They event, still had right? that. Okay. Yep, yep. That's yeah. what Nick. That's how they qualify, but that's how they always do that. Apparently, from right. they, they, they do a, a worldwide video qualifier for everybody other than the top ten from the prior year. So that's really cool. Yeah, and I'm not sure exactly how they get the rest of them. We'll have to figure that out. And I, I know I bet you it kind of changed a little bit, like I said, because of COVID or like you had mentioned. You know, maybe that do some things a little bit differently. I know some people got some cool invites. You know, mm -hmm. some people that weren't anticipating to be invited uh, found their way there, which I thought was cool. At uh, Julia Tomacheski. I brought her up a couple episodes ago because I love her Instagram and how cool she is. And we're actually going to have her. I, I got a hold of her and we chatted for a bit, and we're going to have her as an interview. And boy, didn't that work out? She got invited to the OSG, know, yeah. OSG for these uh, World Games, and she did well. Respectable place. She she made it to the final day. Uh, she placed ninth, I think, seventh or ninth. But you know, congratulations to her and what a opportunity that is. I mean, Julia is a. Uh, well, she's an international elite power lifter. I mean, mm -hmm. that's really her bread and butter. And she mm -hmm. just started this strong woman stuff about six months ago. So in six months, you find yourself from your very first event to competing at, you know, OSG Worlds. I mean, how cool is that? Yeah, that's super and cool. And not only competing, but arguably doing well enough to make sure you can make it to the last last day. Yeah. And I don't think she had any visions of grandeur, but just to be a part of that experience. Oh, my God. Yeah, and it, and it had to have been an experience. It's just like that we talk about this because it's also coming up, you know, this season, but like the clash series, like just being around those athletes, like down at OSG, like being around the Rias and, and the Sean's and the Nick Camby's and those guys, yeah. like that's just an experience in itself, you know? And then, and then to do well is, is obviously, you know, super cool too, but um, it would be cool just to, just to be in the, the, I don't want to be like the presence of greatness because I'm not fanboying anybody, especially Nick, because I can beat him in a medley. But uh, <laughs> oh but uh, just just those guys are clearly hard workers. And like we said, they're they're the best athletes in the game. In my opinion, I think they're pound for pound the strongest people in the game. Um, so just having, just being in that environment's, you know, a positive thing for, for everybody, I think. So. Yeah. I think, I think you kind of feel like you're part of the fraternity or that 
the sorority of of that top level athlete yeah. when you're there, right? And I, I yeah. mean, yeah, that that's I get what you're saying. That's yeah. kind of really what it's more yeah. about. I mean, we've got all these great strong men and strong women competitors all over the United States and the world for that matter. Mm-hmm. But I think when you make it to that that top, and that top would be the World Games, right? Mm-hmm. World Strongman. Uh, that we've seen this weekend, you're kind of a part of that fraternity now, that yeah. that upper echelon, that elite. Yeah, be a part for of sure. That. Especially like in a strongman like world, you kind of tend to, you know, kind of like in our, we talk about the the bubble all the time, the lifting bubble. In the strongman world, you kind of get stuck in your bubble. Like you're gonna when you go to an event in the Midwest, Ohio, Michigan, you're gonna see Sean, you're gonna see Nick, you're gonna see these same people all all the time, and they're all great competitors. Obviously, they were both down there as well. Uh, but you see the same people in your bubble over and over again. It's cool to like get out of your bubble and go see people from, you know, across the pond, as they say, you know, like the chaos team that was over there and just absolutely dominated. And uh, just to really see like really number one for me as a competitor, like where you're at, um, but also just to, you know, again, just to be around those people. And it's this cool unifying thing that we've got, like we've talked about before, like we have our differences, but we all have this one thing in common. And, and when you get in an environment like that, dude, like it's you, the support and the help and the guidance that you get just from being in that she's going to be able to carry over into the next season and having a phenomenal season just from being at OSG. Yeah. And, and, and you're right. I mean, that perspective, right. The, how much you get out of that as a competitor, not just a competitor, but a first time competitor, yeah. let's say, but it then kind of opens up your, your thought process onto who you're paying attention to now. Mm-hmm. And you've sort of now are reaching into these places that aren't your bubble anymore yeah. because you're paying attention to potentially the same people you competed against and how they're doing and building these relationships with them right. too, which we know in the, in the lifting sports community is a pretty special thing. Yeah. You know, Cause you saw all these pictures on Instagram and these guys have, and these girls having so much fun down sure. there and just to be in that, just to be there, you yeah. know, so grateful to be there. Yeah. So. It's the same as like when we started this podcast, I think I talked about it a few episodes ago, just the people that I've brought or that have allowed me into their circle or that I've yeah. met through this process yeah. have been, have completely changed my training, my outlook on things. And like, you know, I thought I was, you know, I was, you know, local, local gym hero, right. I was, mm-hmm. I'm, I was pretty decent at Big what fish, I small did. Pond, yeah. yeah. And then I run into these guys and I'm like, man, this is a whole new ball game. And it's the same thing for those, you know, going down to OSG. That's sure, a whole nother sure. step, right? That's just yeah. like, you're like, it's like when Nick shared his story on here talking about, you know, they were like, Hey, watch this, this hamstring is going to give out. Nick dominated the series, went down to clash and they were like, what? No. And he was like, what? And, and then he, he fell, you know, yeah. it's like yeah. just having that experience being around that. Like if you're in the right mentality, um, you can absorb a lot of information from that group down there, which you can't get anywhere else. Oh, I would, I would hundred percent agree with that. Yeah. An experience, uh, that one annual experience that you look, no matter how many times you've been back, you look forward to going Heck back. Yeah. So some good performances there to no surprise, some very familiar names. I think probably, uh, the, the biggest thing on our end that we thought was really cool is Nick, uh, O'Hare came in first place yeah. tied with, uh, Nikolai, uh, what was his name? Nikolai. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, Nikolai Myers. Yeah. Nikolai Myers and Nick O'Hare tied for first place in that under 90 category. Um, we don't know what the tiebreaker is there, so we're just going to leave it at that. Yeah. Right. We we think it has something to do with placings in events, and because when we looked at the final results, we saw Nikolai there, and uh, but 
I, listen, I'll fuck all that. You know, I get it for the for the for Nick O'Hare's a world champ. Right, buddy. He's a world champ. Uh, you're right. Yeah, you're gonna give it. You're gonna tie a guy at the world's. Uh, you both won, you know, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I, I, I think that raises a little bit of uh, now some fun sort of uh, competitiveness going into the next competition. Yeah. But and you're looking for that guy, and now all of a sudden, let's prove my point. But yeah. good for Nick. Man. Yeah, no, there was definitely no doubt that Nick has has the ability to do that. Like he went overseas on that one circuit didn't perform the way he wanted to, really didn't have an explanation for it. Cut went well, travel went well, just did not. Everything didn't come together. Uh, obviously, I've been watching his training on Instagram as well, and of course, we know him personally, but um, everything seemed to kind of come together at the yeah. right point. And like we know without a doubt when it comes to competitiveness, when it comes to ability, he has it. It's whether whether that training comes together properly or not. And and even when it doesn't, he's got that, that thing we've talked about before, that switch. He can sure. overcome some some bad circumstances with sheer will and grit that other people can't. So it's no surprise to me that he was there. Um, if the stone, if, if the stones were the official tiebreaker, that explains it. They were really close. Honestly, like Nick would win an event or take second in an event. And Nikolai would take like six. The next event, Nikolai would take first or second. And Nick would take six. It was like, yeah. I mean, they were exact. On it was points. a battle. Yeah, it was a battle. It, it was a battle. It for sure. been, I'm sure it would have been fun to be there. And I'm sure, I'm sure Nick ate it up because that's who that's who. Oh, yeah. I'm wondering if the shirt came off. Did he take the shirt off? at? Do OSG? you think he ever had the shirt on? Yeah, that's true. too. <laughs> yeah, he's known for that. So, well, good for Nick, man. That was an awesome thing to see. And, and we're, we were excited about that. And to no surprise, like you said, these great athletes and strong men and strong women, any great athlete for that matter in lifting sports that we talk about here on the show. Uh, they have that intangible, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and the funny thing about these sports is sometimes you have a bad day and that was kind of his day over in Finland. I think yeah, it was for yeah, this, Finland, uh, yeah. the, the champions league. That's what it was. Champions yeah, league, and it yeah. doesn't hold you down. You just kind of throw it and throw it away and say, okay, a better weekend's coming up. And he dialed it in for sure. So, so congratulations. Uh, uh, well, congratulations, both of you, Nikolai Myers Absolutely. and Nick O'Hare. Uh, then of course, uh, our other Nick that, uh, that we love and, and he's going to be on the show actually. And, this was an interview that I was going to do prior to Worlds yep. is Nicholas Camby. Uh, and I had my chemo that uh, a couple days prior, and I was in rough shape. And I called him up on the phone, and I said, listen, man, I, I'm, I wouldn't do you justice being a good host if I had you on the interview today. So we postponed that. And mm -hmm. I'm kind of glad we did. Look at that. Now we got, yeah. you know, yeah, now, now we, we have got a world, world champion, champ coming on. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's on our uh, first, our, you know, yeah, one hundred and five, man, one hundred and five world champion, and to no surprise, it was probably closer at the end than I thought it was going to be. I think he won by a point, and that's the great thing point, about the sport, yeah. right? You're, you're you're pushing. He kept getting pushed and pushed and pushed, and kept coming through and performing, performing, and performing. Uh, so no surprise. I mean, he's had one hell of a year. He's broke that you know log record. He's broke the block record. That block record. He's yeah. winning everything he enters right now. And what a way to cap the year off with the world championship. And he's that new 105 guy. You know that that phenom, that Anthony Furman type guy. Yeah. And uh, he's kind of taken over the reins there. And I saw a couple of cool pictures of Nick and Anthony Furman. You can tell. You know, I, I get a feeling because I, I don't know Anthony Furman that well, but I can see that he's going. Man, I want to compete against this fucking guy. <laughs> he wants his title back. Uh, so I think it's pretty cool that you see some of these old champs come in too to root on these new champs. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was a couple of cool pictures I saw of those two. And uh, you know, certainly get your competitive juices flowing, right? If you were not, I'm not suggesting that even Anthony's retired. I don't know. I'd have to talk to him. But I, I certainly can see. When you see these pictures of these guys that go watch these shows and spectate maybe some of their athletes or friends and that sort of thing that have been a part of the sport, oh, you can't tell me for a second they don't wish they were in their competing. Sure. So that's I think cool. that's I think that's sports in general. You know, when uh, whenever you see a record broken in the NFL, a lot of times, especially with the one that's been there for a long time, the 
the original holders there because they yes. know what's going yes. down, right. right? And you can kind of see it. they're happy for them, but you can yeah. also kind of see they're like, oh man, they want it back. Yeah. They want it back, you know? Yeah. So I think that's the great thing about sport, or at least those kind, those types of people, man. There's there's types of people that. You know they they want to put their stamp their name on the sport and uh, and they want it to stay there forever. Of course, we know records are always meant. Well, to be this broken this could create and, some fun rivalries too, yeah. especially in strongman and the lifting sports, because you know sometimes you're not done. You're just taking a little time off. Yeah. And sometimes you got a real good reason to come back. I know he's got that you know? podcast now. So he's maybe, a pretty popular guy out there. Yeah, I've even reached out to him a couple times. And I'm going to continue to reach out to you, Anthony, because I, I know we want to get you on the show. And we have a lot of uh, like friends in the sport. And he'd be a good guy to talk to because certainly now we're all gearing up for this Clash series that's coming up mm -hmm. next year. And all that yeah. stuff's going to start pretty soon here in January. So you know, we don't have a bigger break than we think in these sports. No, we got a short break. At least a couple break. months. Yeah, 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 at least a couple months. So a couple other cool uh, – Notables, uh, Zajunas won the 40 plus division. I can't believe that dude's only 40. I know, like, I, he's got to be in his late 40s. I feel like he's 50 plus, but uh, clearly not. No, he's been competing forever. That guy is the Iron Man of, of strongman right now. <laughs> Him and Mark Felix, and Mark Felix was there too, and Mark Felix took seventh. Although I think. I thought Mark Felix was over 50. Maybe not. I don't know, Jeez, oh, I don't know, man. I'm feeling pretty fucking old right now. Right. Uh, but in any case, Zadrunas, yeah, man. Just think, I, when you competed, they were all younger than you. Well, I'm glad I'm older than them. Because if I ever <laughs> want to get back in this sport when I get my hip done, I don't want to compete against these fuckers. Uh, that's, of course, being super presumptuous yes, of me saying I'm going to be, you're gonna be there competing against those guys. But, <laughs> I mean, could you imagine being like a 40-plus competitor, a 50-plus competitor, and, and finding out that Zadrunas is in your yeah, weight class? and here's the thing yeah. man it's only gonna get worse because these shahs and half thors and they're all yeah. and i don't i don't see they those guys around, going away I, I hope not man. you know yeah. so you start running into the 40 plus buzzsaw when those guys get oh there. jesus I know. <laughs> I know well that's just a testament to where the sport's going right i mean you've got these older generations and these older competitors now and uh, training smarter, you know, yeah. and they're taking care of Nick themselves. Best. Yeah, you're finding yourself still in yeah. the game. I think that's cool. And 20 years ago, you didn't see that, of course, because the sport wasn't old enough. You weren't seeing those mature athletes yet. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of young young guys and, and all kind of getting through the sport. And I get it. As you get kind of moving through the sport through decades, you're going to have a lot of guys drop off through life and injury and other. Yeah, just other things. But there's yeah. enough competitors out there now yeah, that mm -hmm. these classes in the 40 and 50s are going to grow, grow, grow. Yeah. We're going to see 20, 30 guys competing in that world. As opposed to ten or 20, ten or fifteen or whatever yeah. it was this year, so which is kind of funny because it's the same thing. I've been talking for a while about powerlifting, talking about I can't wait to get into to masters or submaster. I can I can do submasters at USPA right now, but getting into masters, and I was like, man, I can't wait to get a masters and dominate. And then I realized that like Terry Allender, who just won Michigan States, him and I are the same age. He's yeah, going to be in the masters freak. with me. Yeah, he's a freak. Um, and then these guys that are that are just absolute monsters are only a year or two behind me yeah. so i might have a whole year of glory before they all start coming and dominating me in masters yeah, yeah. too so kind of well, like you yeah. said before there's no reprieve there's in no these reprieve things. man there's none yeah it's it, it's actually might even be worse because these guys making it to these later classes are they're the smarter. ones that have just dialed it yeah, in they're smarter, smarter. Yeah. they train smarter they they take care of themselves yeah, yeah absolutely uh and then of course uh, nadia uh, Stowers, uh, Nadia Stowers, who won the under 82. Uh, she's a beast. I, you know, I, I've said her name before on the show. She's just, she's that woman right now and strong woman that really dominates her class. And mm -hmm. if you saw pictures of her, man, oh man, I, 
I find it hard to believe she even weighs as, as little as they say she does because she holds so much muscle. Right. But uh, just a beast. And it was fun to watch her, too. And she's a character. I love the way she looks. I love the way she competes. Super intense. Uh, everybody loves her. Uh, again, that would be – I always say this out loud when I'm on the show. Well, I got to get her on the show. That She'd be fun to talk to. <laughs> That's another one. So she had a great show. Um, yeah, let's see. What was the other one? Oh, um – uh, Rebecca Roberts run the Open, of course. Uh, Annabelle Chapman took third. And we bring up Annabelle because Annabelle is a part of Team Chaos. Yeah. And we had Rihanna on the show, uh, Lovelace, uh, a couple months back. And, and she took second, which was crazy because that – that not crazy. And, and she's a humble competitor. She she said it all the time. If you followed her on Instagram, there was a quite a duel going for first, second, and third place in mm-hmm. her class. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, they're all from her facility. There chaos. was – I think they – I think Chaos had yeah. – five or six athletes in the final day yeah um and and four or five of them were in the hunt to win the thing um yeah just talk about a facility over there well and she certainly can't be disappointed as much as we know Rhea and wanting to win oh i'm sure she wanted to listen if you teach everybody your tricks and teach them how to get there you better watch out (laughs) you know i mean obviously she's in a position where she's got a great facility there for the strong woman over there in great britain and and uh she's training some freaks right now yeah Really, she's training her competition, yeah. and, and we They're, saw that this weekend. So. Yeah, I think it's just a testament to their environment over there. And by environment, I mean their culture in the gym. Yeah, yeah. They don't have anything special. They don't have any special equipment. They just they have a culture of strong women, and, That's right. and they believe each other, and they support each other, yeah. and knowing that they're going to compete against each other. And it just doesn't matter. You know, it's yeah. all about growing the sport and growing each other and empowering each other. And that's amazing over there. Um, I, no surprise, Rhea won the deadlift event. In case you weren't, you were curious about that. Yeah, no, I wasn't. I just, <laughs> I always assume that wherever she deadlifts, she's going to win the event. I, I can't wait to kind of see what the final day ended up being. I think she was in second or first. Anyhow, it was real close. There was the two events left: stones and. Uh, no, was it a medley or the bag over or one of the two? One I, of the two. I think it was bag over bar. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious where maybe she lost it. I say that right because of course I was rooting for you, Rhea. But um, I, I like I said, I, she's a pretty humble competitor, and I guarantee you, whoever beat her, uh, she was the first person to you know give her credit for the victory. Oh sure, I'm sure she went over there and picked her up. I mean, she's not done. She's not no. done. And, and Rhea, in, in conversations that I've heard her have, you know, she was dealing with a lot of different type of adversity coming into worlds and uh you know no and certainly she's not making up any excuses but, no we'll do them for uh, her yeah we'll do them for her and uh i know we're next year she's already thinking about that i, th- I thought she was going to have some surgery or something coming up mm-hmm. some injury but in any case we'll talk to Rhea again soon matter of fact we did mention we'd get back with her at some point maybe this will be a perfect opportunity to sometime in the holiday season yeah uh, to see how the season shaped up for her and how things are going over there at chaos so yeah uh, we'll reach out to you Rhea. Uh, so great job and I did mention Annabelle Chapman took third. That's one of her girls, and that was in the open class. Uh, Nadia Stowers mentioned her. Uh, then, of course, uh, Pablo. I'm not even going to try to pronounce your name, Pablo, because I'd butcher it like I do everybody else's name on the show. And Spencer. Uh, uh, I'm not going to even pronounce your name. And Spencer. <laughs> and Spencer, yeah, in the open class. I'm yeah. terrible at that. Yeah, i got to get some kind of cheat sheet to try to figure out how to say these names. But anyhow, it was a great show. Yeah. Uh, you know, I thought probably one of, the, one of the things at the show that I was most impressed with, and maybe not, right? I mean, there, there were a lot of that, – that under 90 log – if I'm not mistaken, that Nick got a couple times was 285 or 295 pounds. Yeah, uh, these are some big weights. That's a big boy you know, weight. There was a lot of moving events there, of course, between the stones and the medley and the bag over bar and yeah. stuff. 
But some of these weights in that deadlift medley and that log press in particular, as we see at every single show, right? And all these bigger shows now have some form of real heavy deadlift and some real heavy log. Mm -hmm. uh, and that wasn't missing here at Worlds, of course. They had those two events there. And that 295 log for the under 90s is crazy. That's a lot of weight. That's a lot of weight. 295. is When you talk yeah. under 90 kilograms, for the people that don't do kilogram math, that's 198 pounds or below. Yeah, that's right. That's sub 200 pounds, and that log is almost 300 pounds. It's almost one and a half times body weight overhead yep. for reps. That's an amazing amount of weight. Plus, if you've never log pressed, it's not like even doing a, a straight press with a, a bar or clean with a bar. Um, it's a lot different. It's a, there's a lot more chest involvement. There's a lot more uh, upper chest, um, not just shoulders. So it's a, it's, it's definitely interesting. That's a lot of weight. Yeah. And, and Nick Camby, of course, who's the log press, uh, phenom, of course, that's just his, his, you know, Rhea's a deadlift and yeah, I Nick's think everyone's kind of got their thing. They yeah. do. And I, I was watching Nick's performance and uh, again, maybe the 295 was in his class. I gotta, gotta get my facts straight there, but they're heavy despite that. He had push pressed his first like four reps. Sure. I mean, just fucking yeah. beast. Those press specialists, man. Yeah. Um, he was teasing everybody. He was what yeah. you know, it was crazy. I was like, what is he? That's they only allowed him to push press. And he just push pressed the first four. I think he needed five to win the event. He, and of course, once he started splitting a little bit, he, he had no issue with that. And then he just did one more for shits and giggles, you know, and yeah. uh, just fun to watch. I think the only thing more cocky than push pressing is if you like, what is it like, viper press that shit? Where oh, you yeah, yeah. Go to your yeah. chest. Yeah. Right. Like, that's just the cockiest moving strong, man. You just pick the log straight, yeah. you know? Yeah, it is. Yeah, you want to make your competition just swallow their Adam's apple. <laughs> just go viper press the first one. Go viper one. press that fucking thing. Yeah, exactly. No, I love that move. And a lot of guys are getting really good They're at that. They're starting to so get good at it. We'll, yeah. we'll see some fun stuff coming yeah. up uh, next year with the pressing for sure because there's a lot of guys chasing those records right now and a lot of women who are chasing the those press is records. a fun event man I, I there's one thing i wish they would do at worlds at osg i'm gonna implore you guys osg if you're listening um bring back a squad event make some sort of I squad know, event if you really want to separate these guys put a squad event in there i totally agree and we're going to say that on every show now until we see it if we don't see a squad event soon at one of these competitions at these bigger ones, and, and they actually had one, I think, uh, in the Champions League. I, is that the same one that Travis Ortmeier does, I think, okay. uh, where they competed in Puerto Rico a couple weeks ago? They were just in Turkey this last weekend. I want to start talking more about that as well, and I'll okay. get more versed in it. I love Travis Ortmeier. He's from Texas, and he's a guy that's been around a while as well. Uh, but I think they had a squad event in one of okay. those, which was cool, and it made me stop and look at it. But you're right. OSG needs to bring a couple as well. And yeah. That would change the game. That's what I'm saying. I think yeah. you want to you get some separation from some athletes, put a squad Ooh, event in. I tell you, no yeah. more, not all posterior chain. I no, that. You know, yeah. You know, squat, that changes the game. Yeah, I think it does. I think yeah. it's fun. Um, and, of course, I just love competition. And, of course, I'm a, I consider myself a, a squatter. I love the squat. It's my favorite yeah. lift. So I want to see it. I'm sure it's probably not the funnest lift to watch, but they make them fun, man. I remember the old school, oh, yeah. the old school yeah. strong man where they'd load cheerleaders on a fucking platform or so, or, or, yeah. or, or the kegs would drop in after every rep, you know, and like those kinds of things, man. Those... Yeah. I mean, you, you certainly can make it a more technical sort of apparatus. Sure, yeah. That's fun to watch and see on the bigger shows and certainly Giants and OSG. Oh yeah. They have the ability to they do that. They have the ability to do that. Rose the Rogue Invitational. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they have the ability Rogue, to if do you that. don't do a squat event, yeah. damn it. <laughs> yeah, but you're right. I mean, it wouldn't take much for an amateur promoter to do a decent squat event. I mean, a lot of these are, you can do it off some type of pendulum even, you know. Car, it doesn't yeah. have to be a real squat. You could do it like, like a car deadlift, but raise the bar up. Sure, like sure. Or a car yeah. squat or yeah, something. Yeah, be more of a little like, bit more, of a pushback. More, type more of, of a hack there. squat yeah. than a squat than a straight squat. Yeah. 
I agree. I'm okay with that. That's a great idea. Well, yeah. maybe we'll have to talk to one of the George Bullard if you're listening. Yeah, come on, George. George, get us. with uh, get with Shane down at Strength Depot. Let's build an apparatus. Yeah, that's right. And yeah, let's sure. let's share it in the state. That's right. Yeah, pass it around. Yeah, let's see it. I'll help. I would love to see. I'll that. help that, pay for it. That would be a that would just throw another sort of you know something into training, right? Yeah. Because I think there's a bit of this. We all know you. We don't do a whole strong men. They do don't a do a lot, lot of squats. squats. No, no. Now throw that in <laughs> yeah, the picture yeah. and how you're going to train for that with. Deadlift and cross and carry medleys. Yeah, it really poses a question. That's like it? that's like that's like brick training for triathletes. You go squat and then you go run. Yeah, you know, you go do right. you squat and then do a carry medley. Oh, can medley. you imagine? Jeez, oh, God. Beats. your legs would be buckling. Yeah, man. that's great. Yeah, I love Let's it. Do it. Let's do it in the beach. <laughs> yeah, in the sand. Yeah, in the sand. Like right at the clash last year. In the sand. That'd be great. Anyways. That'd certainly be fun to spectate. Yeah. But squatting, yeah. So I don't, I don't think any any um, strongman would have a problem with it either. No, no, I mean, no, as right. the squats are a fairly safe movement, yeah. which we're always talking about athlete safety. That's why some of these things like the car flip are no longer an event. Bicep tear, tire flip, which we all love, but you know, a lot of a lot of competitors won't compete because they're afraid of the bicep tear. Um, the squats a pretty safe event, so I would think so. Yeah, it just you just have to get good at it. You just got to be good at it. Yeah, and there's some guys that would come into it that would do very well right off the get go. Yep. Probably a lot of these power lifters or crossover will have uh, they'll embrace that squat like no other. Yeah. And a lot of these strongmen that have just been in the strongman game a while are going to be hating the shit. I hate the shit. <laughs> yeah, that whole year for a while. But you know what? Go. I got to go. I got to go. Yeah. Uh, you know, I got to go throw a sandbag over a bar, which I don't ever do. So yeah, yeah there you go. That's an equalizer. You know, yeah. at at at, uh, at the. At, at the Worlds as well, they had those cool coated stones there. Did you see that? I did not watch yeah, it. No, I didn't cool. see it. Yeah, I, I was I was looking at those wondering. Somebody probably knows. They're like, yeah, I can't believe you don't know this, but uh, where the hell can we get some of those at? Those are nice. What are, coated. They look like they were coated stones. Uh, they, I, I think, uh, whatever. I, I, I They were colored. I mean, I'm I, mean I can coat them in rubber if you want. Well, I just think it might make sense to coat a stone. That's then, all. Yeah, yeah, and then you don't have to worry about tacky. Yeah, I mean, if it was had a rubber coating on yeah. it, you're right. You wouldn't have to train with tack. And a lot of guys don't anyhow, but you can work with some heavier stones that way. Yeah, but maybe I coat the ones in my gym because I've been worried about getting tacky all over the place. As everybody does. That's why you don't <laughs> see stones in a lot of places, except outside in the back of facility. I'll let you so. guys know how it goes. I'm going to plastic yeah. dip my uh, stones and see what happens. Yeah, and I'm sure, uh, yeah, I'll find out what that was anyhow. So, <laughs> But yeah, so uh, I think we were kind of getting off that subject. Yeah. But in any case, uh, uh, Worlds, man, that's just an awesome event. And congratulations to everybody who everybody. kicked ass there. Just got everybody. Everybody that just got invited, everybody that got, right. went down there, dude. That's an event, dude. That's oh, a that's an accomplishment just to to be able to have done that. Absolutely, it's like just saying, just I get that invite. That's step number one. Fuck yeah, you know. And I know some people went there to win, and some people did, 100%. and others were disappointed. But I don't think anybody. Uh, yeah, question think, their competition. No, so. I think our buddy Sean, you know, probably didn't place the way he wanted uh, something to. Something happened to Sean. I, well, we you know, he's out. been nursing an injury. Yeah, anyway, I was surprised so. actually to see him there, uh, just because I knew he had that injury. Yeah, uh, and I don't. Think I wasn't because he's a gamer. Yeah, I know. I know. Just he's a broken switch guy too. It's yeah, like, I'm gonna, whatever. I'll, I'll I'll deal with it. He tried. Yeah, my whole right side can't feel it, but I'll be there. You yeah, know, like yeah. what? <laughs> Some, something happened there, but yeah. Uh, but anyhow, let's move on to uh, uh, powerlifting because this is a, a fun thing. Uh, well, we've seen it coming a mile away, but I'll let you lead yeah. into it there with USAPL. Yeah, very excited about this. Um, so the USAPL has officially been kicked out of the IPF, if you want to call it kicked out. The IPF has voted um, and removed the USAPL as a partner with the IPF. Everybody um, was so sad about that. We were all a little bit sad, yeah. Um, yes, yeah. I, I don't know if you can see me roll my eyes on camera, but um, within a day, uh, you could tell USAPL was ready. 
Oh, they were more than ready. Uh, they, they've been waiting on it. They knew yeah. it was coming. You know, right. it's been a process. This has been a process. Nobody, it hasn't been any secret. They've been fighting back and forth. There's only a matter of time before you, uh, the, the IPS said, either one or the other. IPS said, fuck it, you're out. Or USAPL said, fuck it, we're out. Right. Um, <laughs> IPF moved first, um, has removed the USAPL. So within a day, the USAPL has launched their new weight classes. Um, yep, yep, they did. They added weight classes for women. Um, they, I think the women now go up to 120 kilograms, um, and they can identically match the men's. Um, the weight classes are the same. So 64 for men, 64 for women, all the way up to 120. They also added men's weight classes up to 140 kilograms before it goes 140 plus. Um, so they've, they've made some more top end room for the guys. Um, they've also gotten rid of some weight classes, adjusted them. Um, they got rid of the 93 kilogram class, dropped, dropped it down to a, to a 90 kilogram class. Um, they got rid of the 83, dropped it to an 82 and a half, which is basically just the standard powerlifting weight classes. The same ones the USA, the USPA uses, the WRP uses, uh, or WPF uses. Um, they're all standard now. So, um, other than maybe the, the, the fact that USAPL added some to the top end, which some organizations haven't yet. Um, I think we're all going there, which we talked about anyways. Um, so now they're just going to be more standard across the board, which is cool. Um, so that's awesome. Good thing for the women. God, great thing for the women, even good thing for the men. Let's be honest, dude, a hundred, uh, what was 120 kilogram plus for men before was a super heavyweight. That's not a yeah. big dude. That's no. 250, 260. That's right. yeah. Um, so I think now it goes to 308, I think at 160 or 140 kilograms, about like 308. Yeah. Um, so good for them. And then my favorite thing, and probably the most important, I think for the sport, because they are no longer uh, a member of the IPF, then the equipment rules have changed for the USAPL. The USAPL used to have to be IPF approved equipment. Now it just has to meet the rules of the USAPL, meaning your 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 belt has to be ten or thirteen millimeters um, lever style or buckle no ratchet. But brand does not matter anymore. So, right. um, which is cool because the IPF was very brand specific, and let's be honest, that was a money grab. It was their sponsors. They wanted SBD, Ivanko, Titan, those guys. If you paid to be um, IPF approved, you would get IPF approved. Um, right. and, and it's very expensive to yeah. do, and a lot of brands just didn't do it. They're like, "Fuck it, dude." The the powerlifting is a niche sport, anyways. Yeah. I'm not going to spend a ton of money getting IPF approved now. Through the USAPL, um, just like basically every other one, you don't have to be IPF approved, just has to meet the standards of the sport. So um, good stuff there. I think all of that was good stuff. The USAPL, of course, has launched their pro league, which I'm not 100% sold on yet on how that's going to go. Um, I think I still think USAPL needs to go ahead and just 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 start a world and invite those guys over here and right. see what happens. Right. So. Well, it's a nice first start. I mean, yeah. at least they've kind of got a plan together to to do that kind of stuff. And I really love the the weight class thing. Yeah, it's it's nice to see that everybody's on the same page now. Of course, that throws a little monkey wrench into Amber and I's idea because we got to bring her down to sixty four and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a few more pounds. Yeah, so. well, it sucked for me too because I used to live at ninety three, and yeah. now I either got to cut her gain. And I got to cut her gain. So yeah, yeah, it does make you think a little. Do we really want to go? Yeah, but okay. flip side, yeah, I can set USAPL records at ninety. Well, there you go. There's no state record at 90 well, yet. you be the first one. I'd be the first one. There you go. I yeah, doubt it. That's kind of <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting now. Every, everybody's locked in at those old weight class records. It'll be there They'll never be broken. Right. Yeah. I, I do like the idea that they're allowing the, the, the gear. You know, there's not a situation now where they're unapproved uh, 
you know, yeah. improve lifting gear. And that takes the fun right out of it, I thought, with USAPL for a long time where you had to w- work with a specific – well, let's face it, they were sponsors. Yeah, they were you sponsors. Know, and yeah. you were forced to buy their stuff. And there's yeah. all kinds of cool gear out there and a lot of companies that make good stuff. It was all the fucking same shit. It just was lettered or, or labeled mm-hmm. differently or yeah. looked different, or right? Or looked different, yeah. I mean, who doesn't mind a good sparkly lifting belt on a Bro, chip? Bro, you know, listen, I think I mean, it's, it's – fun. I, let's have my, some fun Let's have a little personality. Yeah. Like we said before, like – it's a terrible spectator sport anyways. So let's let's have a little fun with it. Why can't I have a leopard print freaking, you know, uh, yeah. uh, uh, what the fuck word am I looking for? Anyways, whatever. Like a singlet? A yeah, singlet. There yeah, you okay. go. I was going to yeah. say onesie. Yeah. Like I don't wear the fucking things, but like, yeah. <laughs> why can't I have a leopard print, you know, singlet yeah. and, you know, fucking tiger stripe knee sleeves? Who cares? Like who cares? Yeah. As long as it's within the silver millimeter rules and, you know. You know, it's so true. When I always, when you go to these USA Phil events for a long time too, it felt like you're going to like some boarding school or something. Bro, it's like, it's, look the it's same. all SPD, all Titan. I know. Like that's it. Where's the personality here, you know? You know, even only yeah. half the A7 equipment was approved. Like they're knee sleeves were approved but their singlet wasn't or whatever it's just a yeah, stupid yeah. So that that to me is the fun part about this change and obviously it's going to open up a different uh, wealth of opportunity for people in these different weight classes and and now they're kind of going to do their own thing and like you said eventually if they can just do their own worlds that would be a real cool yeah thing. i think they're going to have some sort of uh i think i don't know maybe maybe they don't do a worlds but i think um i think like nationals will become a bigger event I think maybe they'll, they'll sure. do some invites sure. for some international athletes to nationals or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, because, you know, the top 2% do enjoy competing at that level. And I think they should have the opportunity to compete at that level in some way. And the USAPL is going to have to figure out a way to not lose those top 2% to a different organization that right. is an IPF organization. <coughs> if, if we yeah. even have one, I don't even know. But um, so, yeah, so we'll see. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, powerlifting, you know, I sent you a video of that kid. Remember that kid? I uh, one hundred and thirty-two pounder. I I didn't watch it. I oh don't watch God. half the videos you I send me. I, I get because usually it's like, God, look how hot she is. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, that goes without saying sometimes. But uh, no, remember? I thought I, I thought you opened Maybe it. It you was did uh, send it to me. Kid's one hundred and thirty-two pounds. His name is Brandon Bromo. Okay. It wasn't the prettiest squat in the world. Matter of fact, I'm not 100% sure. Oh, are you sure. talking about that like 900 pounds? did 675 at 132 Fuck pounds. It was legit. Oh, yeah. I mean, mind you, it was wobbly as shit. It looked ugly. It, it looked ugly, but he, he probably missed that by an inch or so. But for 132 pounds, this kid at 675 and legitimately, it, it was a legitimate attempt. Yeah, didn't he end up doing, well, maybe I just went and end up like stocking his stuff. Um, that wasn't even his best squat. I think he had another one at one point, but, and of course Crazy. people tore into this kid about, you oh, know, I, know. I think it's his, where his, did he have knee wraps? He they did, were but wrapped. I don't care if he had, yeah. I don't care if he was wearing springs on his knees. No, that's, I don't give two shits either. almost six times his body weight. Yeah. They, some people laid into him, but yeah, that kid's a freak. He's 16 years old. Yeah, he's an absolute freak. So, you know, don't I'm lay actually, into the kids, right? When they're trying to do this shit, we all did stupid shit when we were younger and, you know, maybe didn't have the best form or. Fuck all that. Yeah. You got to start making fun of these kids doing these lifts and you got bigger issues. You're well, probably... I'll tell you what it is. It's motherfuckers that can't do it. That's it's stupid. always that dude. It's yeah. never, you know who, you know who wasn't on his video talking about he didn't hit, hit depth? Larry Wheels. Why? Because Larry Wheels squats 800 pounds. And he doesn't you know, always hit depth. The only, and the only person that fucking complains about somebody not doing something right or not hitting depth or whatever, or yeah. whatever, I can't find the video, but it's always somebody that can't fucking squat 650 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know what? You couldn't put 650 pounds on your fucking back and not pass out, to be honest. You couldn't unrack it. 
If you're not in that conversation, you can, you can't even unwrack that right, weight. Don't so I don't, don't give a fuck if he went halfway down. Yeah. Because I listen, I I squat four fifty, four sixty. I couldn't unrack six fifty comfortably. Yeah. My it's fucking body ain't ready for that. Right. So take it take it for what it's worth. Yeah. It's a hundred thirty two pound sixteen year old kid. <laughs> yeah. Unracking. We could have just unrack the weight and, and re-rack it. Put it back. It. Yeah. That would have been, been impressive. impressive to watch. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you're right. I, I'm not. I I hate these guys out there, and you know who you are, and these these guys that are that are supposed to be grown-ups, right? Yeah. And they give these kids shit sometimes when they do silly stuff like that. You hear a lot of go, that's just not safe. And this fuck Yeah. All. Listen, dude, that's we, we're all one. young guys once p- pushing around mm. stuff we shouldn't have pushed around. And sometimes we did it half-assed. Sometimes we did it right. And sometimes it just looked like a monkey fucking a football. Yeah. But, you know, this is how we all kind of start in the sport of weightlifting. Yeah. That's kind of how we all start, you know, in the gym. We fumble fuck around a little bit and we have yeah. some fun. And it just looks like this kid was doing that. It just happened to be a great fucking squad. Well, I mean, I don't know. He had four fucking guys there spotting him. I mean, he was well, they, doing they all the right fucking did the right things. things. Yeah. In the video. Yeah, he did way better than, than most of us did when we went and maxed out in the fucking weight room at high school. I'll tell you that much. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, and, and I love how they always disguise it as, well, I'm just trying to help. I'm just trying to help. Uh, my favorite comment, you kind of touched on it, is like, well, there goes his knees when he's 35. Yeah. Shut the fuck up, dude. Those guys, people that say that have never done it. They don't lift weights. They don't understand how to recover. They don't understand supplementation. They don't understand diet. Like, dude, he is doing absolutely nothing wrong. His knees are wrapped, and I'll tell you why his knees are wrapped. His knees are wrapped not because of the extra weight. His knees are wrapped for fucking warmth. His knees are wrapped to protect his fucking knees. Like, yeah, that's yeah. why he uses wraps at 600 fucking pounds. Well, yeah, like, I mean, it's a smart move, right? Just Let's a smart move. the wraps, yeah. I mean, you know, but move. I mean, people are, the people that were criticizing the wraps or criticizing this, criticizing that, dude. Man, now, I will tell you, the one thing I saw in the video I did not like, and I don't know their facility, but that squat rack's on turf. Yeah, I, I didn't even pay attention Yeah, it was that, on but... turf, and I was like, oof. Like that's got to be some sticky ass turf, but even most turf has like a underlayment. Yeah, I wonder if he like squatted on concrete, what he could do. Like that was my only. That was my. Oh only, yeah, yeah. I guess I didn't think about that. Yeah, that was my yeah. only kind of criticize. I was like, I don't know what facility that was in, but who has a squat rack on turf? Yeah. Seemed weird. I mean, of course, me. I didn't look at his shoes either. The kid could have had a pair of Nikes on. Or I'm pretty sure he had Jordans on. <laughs> <Did he? laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm guessing they weren't really good shoes. The either, dude's just yeah. strong as fuck, yeah. right? That's right. You wear a pair of Cody shoes or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyhow, I thought I, I, I just remembered sending that to you, and I, I thought at some point I'm going to make mention. Of that yeah, I meant I thought we were going to talk about it. It's funny because, like I said, I went back and looked at his Instagram, yeah. and I can't find it now, unfortunately, but. Um, he's got a lot of big stuff on his Instagram. So. Yeah, I love seeing these young guys, man, come up and these young girls just do have, just having fun. I, I don't think he competes in any way, shape, or form on a you know any organized events. He's just having fun in the gym and throwing weight around. And hey, when this kid decides to do that someday, you know I'll be the first one to watch what he does. Yeah, I mean, geez, oh, Pete's, you know, that, and he's only growing. Yeah, no, I, mean, I don't think his squat's going to stay static. It's only going to get bigger with his size. Yeah, as long as, yeah. you know, barring any kind of injury and setback, you know, I don't see any reason yeah, why yeah. it doesn't and get up. And you can argue there. maybe that'll happen too. But in, right now, kids having fun, and, and these young guys and girls are pretty resilient with that shit. Yeah. I always used to say, if you're going to get an injury, get it young. Yeah, get it young for Don't sure. get it when you're 40, because yeah. I'll tell you right now, you probably aren't going to heal from it like you Starts, think you are. Everything yeah. hurts, yeah. The, the, the propensity for injury goes up the higher the weight goes up, of course. You know, it's just any kind of... 
um, incorrect movement at that kind of weight is magnified, obviously. So, yeah. Um, but yeah. like I said, to me, it looked like the kid was doing, you know, whether he's in there just slinging weight or what not, he, it looked like he was doing things the right way. Like I said, he, he had four or five guys there spotting him, you know, um, it was in a gym facility. It wasn't in his garage, you know, with some fucking hundred dollar there was some legitimacy behind budget bar you know that's like you know gonna snap under the the weight like the joe sullivan video you know it wasn't everybody's seen that that, i'm sure but oh he loved that that video is that that was i talked to joe Joe sullivan (laughs) i'd met joe once and he was in the gym and i was spotting him and Mm -hmm. uh he was doing which is crazy my my the time i met joe sullivan which is uh about two or three years ago he was in my gym and he says uh Hey, can I get a spot from you? I'm thinking, yeah, no problem. The guy had like 465 on the bar. Right. Thinking, Who the fuck's this guy think he's going to do 465? <laughs> right? Oh, he killed it. <laughs> it wasn't even close. Yeah. I thought, who the fuck is this guy? You're like, get out for us. Even, get you know, out. You know, we were yeah. talking after oh, that. Yeah. You know, and he said he did some stuff for Elite. I think at the time, Elite FBS or I something. I think he was with Elite, yeah. Yeah, and he, we were just having a nice conversation. Great dude. But uh, he says, yeah, have you ever seen my squat video bar? I says, no, no. And he showed or a squat video of a... Uh, the bar bending mm-hmm. you know? so he shows me the video in the gym and if you haven't seen that video which it, it would shock me if anybody in the lifting community hasn't, hasn't seen, seen that yet. video yeah. but that bar literally was like a piece of spaghetti yeah it was crazy and that he told me that mtv bought that from him oh did they for like three thousand bucks really yeah i think it i think it was mtv one of those reality yeah i think it was mtv they they wanted the rights to use that on something so they offered joe three thousand dollars to use the you know have it and of course, he still has the rights to it himself. Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he, yeah, they don't have exclusive stuff. rights, which yeah. is a different thing. Yeah. But so yeah, sometimes fuck I'm pretty up sure, like, money. I'm pretty sure it became an advertisement for lockjaw barbell collars. Did it? Because that's what was on okay. there, yeah. and none of the weights yeah. fell okay. off during that meltdown. Yeah. I'm also pretty sure that's what caused his injury that he's still kind of dealing with. Really? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. That'd be fun I, to talk to Joe. I'll reach out to him and see maybe if he'll come on the show because he's a Michigan guy, you know. So. uh yeah, maybe we'll get him on and talk about that video a little bit. I'm sure he never gets never oh, gets old talking listen, about it. I see it at least once a year. You yeah, know, not always, not always yeah. from him. You know, no, no, but I've seen somewhere yeah. else. Somebody, somebody will post it. and be like, "Whoa, holy shit! Have you ever seen this?" And I'm like, "Yep, yeah. that thing it, just it, melted it's, in it's, half." It's a video for the that'll stand the test of forever. Time. Yeah, yeah, because we've all seen that cartoon, right? Yeah, it happened in real life. Yeah, it happened in fun. real life. But oh, there's another guy I wanted to point out too. His name's Mark Tonner. He's from uh, the UK. Uh, he's a disabled vet. He's got one arm, right? Or he's well, he's his one arm is uh well it's generally in a sling or something. So mm-hmm. obviously he did enough damage to it where he's only lifting with one arm. Which is I get it. it. There's a lot of there's a lot of disabled vets and a lot of disabled people out there in the lifting community. We talked about it on the last show. Yeah. There's a lot and I love it. I absolutely love it, love it, Me love it. It's too. such a lot of inclusivity in this all these sports. But what amazed me about this guy, well, first, he's strong as all get up. But and maybe I didn't know this at the time, but there's there's disabled competitions in strong strongman, which I, I did I not know. Seen one yet. Yeah, I did maybe not it's know. just overseas right now. I don't know. They're pretty large events, though, as every strongman event is overseas right now. Uh, but they, they he does everything. He loads one stones one armed, and I'm not talking like hundred pound stones. These are right. three hundred pound stones. They have these different apparatus or these different sort of slings that he wears. So one of the slings is almost like a. It looks like a net of some sort that fits tight to his body that they roll the stone in. So he mm. still has to clean the stone and, and put the stone up on the, on, the, on the platform, which I thought was really cool. But then he's also doing one-arm axle presses. And yeah, that shit. Dude's fucking... a beast, man. His name's Mark Tonner, and he's like the world's strongest disabled vet, I think he calls himself. It, arguably, he is. There's no, yeah. It's crazy. But when I saw that, again, it's always inspiring to me. 
I never make up excuses, right? Bro, I love those videos. There was a when I was losing weight when I was on that journey a while back. I remember seeing a guy, and I think he was getting ready for either a bodybuilding competition or or a powerlifting competition at the time. I can't remember, but he was in a wheelchair. And the dude's out on the beach doing like strapped in his into his wheelchair doing like pull-ups with his wheelchair attached to him, you know. And there's a guy I follow on online right now who he does a lot of one-arm deadlifts, but he has a sling. So it's not just one arm. It's not just him picking it up in the center. Like it's got a sling that goes over the other side and he he deadlifts it. And there's I think there's a kid with like autism or cerebral palsy that that I watch a bunch of his deadlift videos. And dude, those guys like like listen, you want to talk about and has again, we talked before. Four, has nothing to do with motivation. I'm motivated enough, but you want to talk about being inspired, oh. dude. Whenever I feel like I can't fucking like go to the gym and yeah, one of those man. videos come on, dude, I feel like a piece of shit because I'm like, yeah. dude, I'm completely able-bodied. Yeah. These dudes in there cranking it out, you yeah. know, and I'm yeah. complaining that my shoulder hurts, you know. You got that right. <laughs> you don't, if you can't get inspired by that shit, you got something, something wrong with you. Yeah. This guy was that guy to me this week when I was watching his videos. I was like, man, what do you got to complain about? You're walking in the gym right now and feeling good about yourself you haven't gotten any injuries then you should be fucking killing it yeah just kill it yeah there was another vet that was super popular for a long time i can't remember i don't know if he did crossfit or what or bodybuilding and he like he was really big he, on was he YouTube. missing a leg yeah he was missing a I leg think his, i think he goes on instagram by the one-legged monster maybe and he's a super giving guy i mean he's a he's i guess he's done some if I remember correctly, he's got some type of business within the fitness community. He oh, does I'm really sure. well. Supplement yeah. company, I think. Yeah. And sure. uh, he, he just gives and gives and gives, and he helps promote these shows. He's he's big in the strongman community out west, I think Seattle, Washington area. Or, so I think that's where yeah. he's from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, can't, I can't remember his name. He was super popular for a long time, yeah. and then I, I've kind of fallen out of like his following and i was like i was actually just thinking about it now i'm gonna have to follow him again yeah he but. was a crazy deadlifter he was a yeah i'm talking like 700 yeah. pounds on one leg and shit right which is nuts and i used to watch him deadlift and think to myself god that's not good for your healthy leg you know because you can see that's a ton of, <laughs> ton of weight yeah i mean what are you gonna tell Whatever. this guy like yeah. he fucking he cares mm-hmm. you know, I'm happy <laughs> he's doing it yeah and he's got one good leg and that's the way he looks at it i'm sure but yeah the one-legged monster i have to get that on instagram and talk about that or at least post it after the show uh because he's we're super inspiring yeah and and, a su- and like i said he's one of those dudes that gives back and he's done real well for himself and, and i think he's a bet yeah yeah that might have been yeah, that's that's him. I think uh, I can't remember his name, but we'll figure it out. Oh, you know, also too, you remember last week we talked about Simon, our buddy from Finland, and we weren't gonna uh, si- Simon. Remember yep, Finland? Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. How yeah, could yeah. you forget, right? He's yeah, like, yeah. Well, he got back a hold of me after the show, and he Did said, <laughs> he said, hey, yeah, the lifting scene out here. He says, you know, we're we're not. He told me about. It. He says we got about ten gyms within two point one kilometers of Inverg. Well, how about a kilometer? I was like, I should ask him what it was in miles. What is a kilometer? Uh, it's kind of like, a, a, I don't know, one and a half miles, oh, is it okay? 1.7 1. Right. 7 or something I'm like, like that. Speak American, Simon. Come on, man. We're in miles. Yeah, already. I think it's definitely longer, But he but said, he says, hey, just for the record, he says, our lifting scene is huge over here. Yeah. Uh, we have 10 gyms within two kilometers of my place. Doesn't surprise me. Uh, doesn't surprise me. He's a lot of bodybuilding though, which surprised me. Okay. Yeah. He said strength sports. Yes, but it's more bodybuilding. You know, was I right? Do they do a lot of boxing over there? Uh, I didn't ask him that. Ah, I'm sure Simon, you'll respond right. to that as well. So. Well, okay, so getting on to our question of the day. Uh, we had a question that was, uh, any thoughts on off-season programming, right? And the question comes from a uh, position of, 
like we just talked about, strongman's kind of winding yeah. down for a couple months, yeah. as is powerlifting and uh, after nationals for bodybuilding. You know, uh, of course, we'll talk more about the strength aspect of stuff in this as I'll take the question on. Uh, but, you know, things for about two or three months are kind of calming down. Mm-hmm. And if you're we're not talking about programming, like who's our coach and how we're being programmed, but more of gym bro programming, you know, what are some things that are fun to do maybe or what are some things that, you know, that we do in the gym as far as our programming is yeah. going. And, uh, you know, I'll take the lead on that. One of the things that we actually talked about right before the show was starting tonight, we're a group of us are, are training together a couple days a week for different and not always the same group of people, but this particular group is going to be Amber and Cody. I guess you'll join in with us next week or maybe tonight or two. A day. Probably tonight. Yeah. Uh, and we're starting our bench matrix. You know, we talked yeah. about the power matrix before. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's something that I always loved doing when I was younger and or not younger, just in general for years and years and years, the power matrix was a big part of my fall and winter programming. Mm-hmm. It kind of held me accountable and, and also with the weight respectively and kept me under a bar. You know, because you'll see a lot of these power lifters that'll stay away from maybe a lot of the big three. You know, they'll go to different variations of these movements to give their bodies a little bit of a break. Uh, but for me, I want to stay under a bar this year because, like I said, I want to make some type of comeback next year. So I want to try to get my upper body going in the right direction. So this is going to be a big push routine for me leading yeah. into winter. Yeah. Uh, the bench matrix is going to be a big part of that. And I love that. If you don't know what that is, get under the power matrix. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's kind of set up for you. But the reason I like it is because we can all kind of have fun cheering each other onto that next block, you know, because you're familiar with the power matrix. Yep. You know, you can find your, for those of you out there that don't know what it is, if your max bench was approximately 250 pounds, uh, the power matrix or the bench matrix may say bench max 250 to 255. And it'll give you your eight reps, five reps, three reps, one rep, one rep, one rep, yep. eight reps, I think it is, and maybe 12 reps. Right? Right. So it's a seven-set program. And you, you're not allowed to jump to the next block, which would then be a 260 to 265 or 260 to 270 bench max until you complete that portion of the matrix prior, mm-hmm. which I always love that. My, Dwayne and I, my good buddy, I've mentioned on the show many times that we used to do that. And it was just we knew right what we were thinking before we got to the gym. It was kind of like that one workout you look forward to every week that you already knew where you were at. Yeah. If you didn't get that one, if you missed one damn yeah, rep, which, in that- which usually is, if I'm if, when at least when I've done it, that power that that top sets one hundred and two percent, one hundred and five percent. Yeah, I, I think it varies. I think there's a couple different ones out there because I used to want use the one called the Anthony Clark bench mm-hmm. matrix and a little bit different. It had a higher rep range towards the end. But anyhow, you can't hardly go wrong with any of the versions yeah, yeah. of them. But it it held you accountable. And if you had a bad day, you had a bad day. It doesn't mean, oh, well, I had a bad day, so I'm going to move up next no, week. No, no the rule no, was yeah. you didn't move up until yeah. you completed that block in that matrix. And that's kind of fun. So we can all cheer each other on. Uh, Amber's going to be a part of it. We can keep her bench going. But we're also going to take that matrix over because I'm a big uh, advocate of keeping power in my workout. Mm-hmm. I like two or three good power movements. And if I feel like going home after that, I will. If I feel like staying for that good blood flow, I'll get that in maybe with some lighter dumbbell work or something. But we're also going to do that with static log out of the rack. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be fun. And we've got the power rack, of course, as you know, because you're, you're, yep. you own the gym. We have this with straps, mm-hmm. which helps us out with that log in the power rack. Easier and, to do. For yeah, sure. absolutely. So we can do more static pressing with that, upright static pressing. So we don't have to clean the log and do some of those other things to take our posterior chain out of it to get that up there. Uh, and then also we're going to go into the third movement, which would be a, some type of maybe incline close grip movement, either on the Swiss bar or maybe back to the log. 
But man, that, that's just going to be a fun winter. That's yeah. a growing type of winter there. You know, keep our calories up there a little bit. Look forward to that one workout a week. Uh, you know, obviously all of them, they'll have something special tied to them, but that's as far as we've gotten so far is mm-hmm. going to be this, you know, that type of programming can be a lot of fun in yeah. the off season. And I think you can apply that towards any type of strongman training as well. Again, the logs are part of that. Maybe you can do some of these power matrices to stay away from maybe implement training and, or cueing and, and, and training specifically for powerlifting, right? Cause yeah. you get burned out on that shit after yeah. a while. You always, really do. Always living in the fucking three to five rep range. Right. Like right. you get tired of that. Yeah. It's constantly heavy. You're constantly sore. You're beat up. Um, yeah. I love the idea for me, like off season programming tends to be, um, usually, and it's kind of funny that you approach me about the bench thing. It usually, it usually ends up being a focus of a deficiency for me. So, um, this year, um, I really want to focus on my press and my deadlift. So, uh, my off season is very press deadlift heavy and I'll maintain my squats until we start getting close to the season and start working on, um, on the, the press or on the competition style stuff. Um, but also for me, like I'm a big proponent of variety. I'm the one power lifter that I know that's like, even in my on season, isn't strictly squat bench deadlift. Um, you know, I know, I know a lot of power lifters stick specifically in squat bench deadlift or a variation of those. I still tend to do a lot of other stuff. Um, but so my off season programming usually includes a lot of variations, um, very similar to what you were talking about with the bench, right? So like now for the bench press and my focus was going to be bench press and that includes all bench press accessory work, right? Um, incline presses, shoulder presses, you know, even lat pull downs, any muscle group involved in the bench press. My focus was going to be isolating those muscles in a a power type movement. And I was going to actually stay away from the bench itself for a while. Um, or, or at least competition bench, I'll flat bench, bro bench, you know, spotto press, but I'm staying away from competition press. Like I benched this morning and I did not set up. I, in fact, I had purposely laid on the fat pad and I went as big and fat and wide as I possibly could. I went, yeah. all right, this is what I'm pressing from, you know, right. I'm staying away from that competition setup, that competition press. Same thing with my squats. I plan to, I'll still squat, but I'm going to stay away from that big wide. I'll probably do close, narrow stance squats or box squats, High box, but, low box. Yeah. But I'll stay different. away from my competition squat, you know? Um, so yeah, I, that's what I like well, to do. It in gets the out of your own way that way. Yeah. You, you can get out of your own way because a lot of times, especially in the powerlifting mindset, which, you know, which I totally can understand, although I'm not powerlifting these days is that you get into your own way sometimes when you're always thinking about your max bench, max Constantly. squat, max deadlift. Yeah. You know, and if you do these type of things in the wintertime, especially in this sort of this short off season, whatever that might be, two, three, four months for some people, yeah, stay away from it. Don't worry about the damn numbers, right? Yeah. And the only way to do that, and we know this, is to stay away from it's it. Just stay away from it, yeah. Because you'll get on that bench, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden you'll start questioning where you're at because yeah. of your numbers again. Yeah. And you're not really thinking about all the other sort of intangibles yeah. you're really trying to get done. Yeah, and honestly, you know? like in my bench press today, when I loaded up the bar, I honestly didn't even add the weight. Like I didn't, That's I grabbed point. the weight, threw it on the bar, pressed it. I went, that felt good. Threw a little bit more on, pressed it. Like I did yeah. not add it. I didn't care about what percentage right. it was, you know, because in programming, like I'm like, dude, I, I got to get to 70%. I got to be at 85%. I got to be at, so I'm constantly adding numbers. And I'm like, it's 232. Should I go to 235? I went, okay, I'll do 235. Should have went down to 230. Yeah. Dude, that shit gets exhausting. And so like, I didn't, I didn't even care. Like I didn't care. I probably, I probably had 25 or 30 pounds on the bar, you know, on either side. So I probably had a 95 pound bench press today. I was, I did very high volume, but, 
And I didn't care what it looked like in the gym. I didn't care who was watching me. I did not give well, a fuck. So, so there's a deload <laughs> aspect to it. And I think that's kind of where you went with that. You yeah. Know, right now, you're de- that sort yeah, of. Yeah, just throw, like. Fuck all, deload. Fuck not, it all. Just getting blood pumping. <laughs> yeah. but, I, but I will say, and, and where I'm coming from on some of this stuff is, and I get in the beginning, especially when you just get off of a season. You know, when Amber and I talked about this last week after States, you know, I, she said, what's what's the plan? I says, the plan is for two weeks, you just go in the gym and have fun. Yeah. I goes, I don't want to hear numbers. I don't want to hear workouts. Yeah. Just go have fun. Do whatever the hell you want to do. Mind you, come to find out, she's challenging herself a bit in different ways, which is good. Yeah. Right? Because maybe two weeks might be a bit long for that. Right. It's a bit of a deload, but at the same time, she's still having fun. Mm-hmm. Let's get back to just enjoying what yeah. the gym's all about. But I, I do think, like you said, there's an opportunity to work on some things, right? If, if your thing is, of course, powerlifting or strongman, then you've got some sort of facets of the different lifts that you want to mm-hmm. work on to get better at those lifts. But I will say this, you if you you need to take this opportunity to to, to challenge yourself sure. too mm-hmm. and to increase max effort. Yeah. So a lot of my off-season training too like so Wait a second, of, not max effort in the in the in the in the 100% or 90 mm-hmm. now, I'm not talking about that type of effort. I'm talking about that effort in your brain, sure. that sort of if I'm going to lift lighter, if I'm going to lift I'm going to yeah. I'm I'm going to fucking bust it, yeah. man. I'm going to figure out how to challenge myself to get it done. Yeah, so even though it seems super nonchalant today, like my first 6 weeks usually generally outside of uh, of a block is like a is a hypertrophy block. So I did a lot of reps. I was a, it was a very high volume day even though it was lightweight. Um, and it, and it's done with a purpose for me. I, I like, I, I like to grow just like anybody else. I like to be big. I want to get as big as possible and also still stay within my movement and, sure. and mobility and all that. Cause of, cause of powerlifting. But so there is a little bit of hypertrophy focus, but, um, for the most part, it's just breaking down those lifts for me, right? It's finding those deficient areas and, and bench is one of those deficient areas for me. Deadlifts, you know, um, well, I just like to deadlift. <laughs> yeah. It's, you can't, yeah, you can't I, remove everything you love to do. Yeah, you can't remove it all. So, but even then, so like even when I came in on Saturday to do deadlift stuff, I didn't dead. I mean, I didn't normal deadlift. I I I um, deficit conventional snatch grip deadlift, right? Yeah, yeah, so right. like just variations. J- yeah, just variations. Yeah. I did I did Ukrainian deadlifts. You know, I did variations, which would generally not ever be a part of any. It's never in your program. Yeah. It's never in your program. It's yeah. never in your power program. Yeah. The fucking Ukrainian deadlift. My snatch grip deadlifts sometimes are in my program, but yeah. because of the lat work and the lat, yeah, especially for powerlifting. I mean, yeah. you can argue that some of those components are, or some of those variations are in a strongman routine, but in powerlifting for sure. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So it's just just getting some of those things in. So I know my deficiency right now in the deadlift is in the bottom side of my deadlift. So I did everything I could. I literally deficit deadlift, right? Went, went conventional stance, even though I sumo in competition, went snatch grip. I went as low as physically possible to that I, bar. I actually saw your video. <laughs> yeah. So that was the whole point. Yeah. That was the whole point behind those things. And that's the same thing with my bench. So that's my off-season program. It's usually just working on deficiencies. It's also an opportunity for me to break down my technique. Um, which is, you know, when a tendency, I have a tendency to go back on my videos and start seeing where I developed a habit that was necessarily not a good one and, and, and revamp that. So that's what I, a lot of the stuff that I do in the off season. Yeah. So you might go into a little bit more of, uh, you said, uh, you know, kind of still working some technique stuff in particular parts of the movement, parts of the movement. Okay. Yeah. Usually like a part the parts of the movement, like, well, I'll notice like, so throughout the season, which we talked about before on the on the on the podcast, where you start making um, exceptions for strength or what you feel is exceptions for strength. So I noticed throughout the season, my deadlift, I started dropping my butt and then shooting my hips up first. 
um, as a momentum builder for some of my heavier deadlifts. Um, it's not the most ideal position to, yeah, to be right, in. So, right. so now I'm, I'm, I, I noticed that kind of start to increase as the season went on. So now that the season's over, it's time to go back lock my hips in place, load my hamstrings and explode from that position right. as opposed to this momentum builder right. I developed yeah. over and, the and year. And not really focusing on the weight, just more of the Yeah, just itself. the movement, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it sounds it it it's it's a yeah, that's a natural sort of way to go into an off season and, and still sort of keep your feet in the water yeah. at the same time you're not getting yourself Not completely removed, but I'm not yeah. like just in it, you yeah. know, so Yeah. Yeah, I, I love that philosophy, and I think that's the right thing to do, especially as a power lifter. I think as an everyday kind of guy, and, and, and let's say you went into a your normal year, and I think, you know, this is funny, because I try to correlate, you know, we talk about stuff like this to not just the sports yeah. aspect yeah. of it, right? And and like I told you in my backstory for years, I was just the bro lifter. You know, I was the guy that just went in the gym and lifted, and I was strong, and I, I could have competed or whatever reason didn't. But I always looked at every year as as, a, new. as, a, as an off-season, on-season. Mm -hmm. Even when I didn't compete, right? Those years prior to competing, my season, was I had my off-season was always winter, right? If it's snowing, I'm growing. You know, I was using that as an opportunity to kind of go after things a little harder, a little heavier, maybe. And that's kind of the way I took it and still sort of do because I'm going to be surplus to my calories. I'm mm -hmm. not... Uh, we talked about how do we negotiate the holidays with food. We're always going to tend to be a little bit more calorie surplus this time of year. Yep. A lot of us anyhow. Yeah. So why not take advantage of that, mm -hmm. right? So go a little heavier, hold yourself accountable to those lifts, but go off the reservation a little bit, not necessarily doing the bench press, the squat, yeah. the deadlift, but getting into variations of maybe Swiss bar, close gripping. Some shit I don't do, yeah. Absolutely. But, but look at them the same way you would, yeah. right? Attack those numbers. Attack the your attitude a little bit. Bring that you know into the gym with you. Kind of bring that fiery nature to to lifting into the gym with you. Don't just look at it as kind of like an off season where yeah, I'm just going to take seven minutes between sets yeah. and fuck around and chat. <laughs> and I might get to that, but really blow it out of the yeah. water. You know, I think you can really make a lot of progress then leading into the next Yeah, year. for sure. Don't, um, don't, don't take my nonchalant list as not, not, um, I'm very competitive with myself anyways. I don't have a, no, and I, I would never you know, even apply that. You were being nonchalant. Yeah. I guess so yeah. like you knowing know, you, I know that. Yeah, yeah. So even though even though my bench might be light, I'm 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 hitting damn near I'm in inside that uh perceived muscle failure range all the time. And that's know? what so. I'm getting at, right? It doesn't matter really if your off season is that kind of off season, right? Or that yep. that change in the winter and how you're doing things as you're sort of taking this break. Uh, what I'm getting at is and I see a lot of people do it, and of course I see a lot of people do it year round lifting weights all the time and particularly people that don't compete there's no effort put into their fucking routine right i can watch i can sit there suck on a shake and watch people lift it at a couple of the gyms that i go to yeah and i can watch them year after year after year and they make zero fucking progress yeah. because there's zero effort put into their well, routine yeah it's just going through the fucking motions well, and i'm not implying that we want to go through the motions ever no so if whatever you got to do to find out where that whether it's going to be using lighter weights and working on form and technique, but still challenging yourself to get max effort mm -hmm. out of it. And again, not weight yep, effort, yep. but max mental effort out of it is really where these big gains are going to be made. Whether that's a strength gain or working on your, you know, your, your, the cues or some parts yeah. of your movement, 
where you're really going to make the most progress into an off season. Yeah, for sure. I think a lot of people get stuck in, especially if they follow like an internet program and there's nothing wrong with those. So I'm not, don't take this the wrong way, but especially if they follow an internet program, they get stuck in the same numbers because they don't really track this stuff. So like, It'll, it'll call, it'll say 10 reps of, of squat. And they're like, well, I 10 rep 225. And they 10 rep 225 every single That's what I'm getting fucking at. time That's what I'm getting for at. three years. Yeah. And wonder why, you know, right. it's like, add, you know, make that right. 260 one time. Just see what happens. Yeah. You know? uh, well, right. Yeah. That's what I'm getting at. There's very little challenging yeah. or very little effort that's going yeah. into it outside of your normal routine, which is redundancy. Yeah. And you people know, get stuck in that, dude. People listen, get stuck if, in that. All you have is two twenty-five, right? Let's 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 talk about the home gym for a minute. You've got three plates, and now you're doing three fifteen for sets of ten, and you're doing twelve. Slow the fucking rep Slow down. down. You can make anything feel happy. I, heavy, I tell right? people that all the time. If you want to make it harder on yourself, you yeah. don't have enough weight. Slow down or speed up. Yeah, right. Shoot out the whole. Absolutely. Explode that movement. You'll exhaust very very quickly. Or tempo that thing down to three seconds yeah, down. There's a way to shock oh, your yeah. system. You know? yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. Yeah. And I do it on every – I do Hey, too. listen, there are times I go into the gym and, and I just – I don't have it in me to go heavy, right? And I don't even attempt it because I just know I'm not going to be able to get what I want. I'm not there mentally or I'll whatever I'll find a way to yeah. challenge myself. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. But anyhow, the Anyways. bench matrix for me is going to be a fun one this year. I can't wait. I've already been kind of working on my. I'm bench ready for again. you, buddy. Am I I'm coming. Yeah, hey. I need I, listen. I, I need yeah. all the help I can get in the press. So having you there with me is uh, it's just one of those. It's like being at OSG, man. And I'm not trying to toot your horn. Don't yeah. get it. But well, having no. somebody there that can press is uh, is important to me. So a lot of times I end up working out by myself, and you know I can't catch everything on video or even not. You know, so. I, well, listen. I, I've always admired the fact that you always hold yourself accountable to your workouts because you do yeah i can always i can always go on instagram in the morning and i already know you've been in the gym <laughs> by yourself yeah which is never a fun workout it's to drag never, your ass out yep. of bed to do but you do it yep but I, I think there's something to be said about group training for sure i love especially them especially certain times of year i've invited a couple guys down actually uh, a couple guys from the last meet um um uh, spencer dilling dylan dillinger hammer from yeah. like a 105 yeah, guy, yeah, big yeah, one, yeah. a Viking looking motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Thiessen, um, my 93 competitor, I think he ended up taking like third or something down yeah. there at States. Um, they live in Lansing. I invited them down here for a Saturday workout um, just because the same thing, dude. Like I told him too, I said, here's the thing. When you guys come, we're not going to touch a fucking barbell. We're going to carry sandbags. We're going to yeah, pull some motherfucking yeah. sleds. We're going to yeah. have a blast, dude. Just yeah. have a little bit of fun. But, yeah, time of year but be competitive. That, be competitive. <laughs> right. That's why I brought those boys down was to be competitive. Yeah, absolutely. I love that kind of stuff. And it, it, it'd be the same way will happen tonight. Amber will be there. Cody will be there. Hopefully you'll be there. And, and if, even day one, man, it's I'll know. And see, yeah. the best part about yeah. it is I'll know what your numbers are. Oh, yeah. And I can't wait not only for my block next week, but <laughs> yours too. You know, And we'll find a way to get the job yeah. done. Oh, That's yeah. what's fun, holding yeah. each other accountable. So. 100%. Anyhow, so we'll end on that note. Good. Uh, yeah, we, 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 we'll wait to share some questions again for next week's episode. And we've got some good ones coming up. We've got some great interviews coming up too. Nicholas Camby is going to be on. Uh, Willie Wessel's interview. I already did that interview. We're going to get that out to you. Uh, Julia Tomaszewski is going to come on. Uh, Scott McHugh is coming on. Scott McHugh, uh, Carrie Pearson, yeah. uh, which is our, our major CrossFitter. We are in the CrossFit yes, world, bro. We. we made it. So we've got a lot of, we kind of took a little break from all the interviews we got just to kind of get other things adjusted, but we've got some great ones coming your way. And uh, we're doing different things in our end to make sure we get that out to you. So thanks again for another great week uh, here at Gym Life. And thanks for listening in, sharing, liking, subscribing. Uh, have a great week, uh, and we'll see you soon. Stay strong.